stopped dead by the magnificent panorama of Himalayan peaks covering half of one wall. It had been placed where Dr. Elwin could see it whenever he looked up from his desk, and it showed a scene that Harper knew very well indeed, for he had photographed it himself, as an awed and slightly breathless tourist standing on the trampled snow at the crown of Everest. There was the white ridge of Kanchenjunga, rearing through the clouds almost a hundred miles away. Nearly in line with it, but much nearer, were the twin peaks of Makalu, and closer still, dominating the foreground, was the immense bulk of Lhotse, Everest's neighbor and rival. Farther around to the west, flowing down valleys so huge that the eye could not appreciate their scale, were the jumbled ice rivers of the Kumbu and Ronbuk glaciers. From this height their frozen wrinkles looked no larger than the furrows in a ploughed field, but those ruts and scars of iron-hard ice were hundreds of feet deep. Harper was still taking in that spectacular view, reliving old memories, when he heard Dr. Elwin's voice behind him. You seem interested. Have you ever been there? Yes, doctor. My folks took me after I graduated from high school— We stayed at the hotel for a week and thought we'd have to go home before the weather cleared. But on the last day, the wind stopped blowing and about twenty of us made it to the summit. We were there for an hour, taking pictures of each other. Dr. Elwin seemed to digest this information for rather a long time. Then he said, in a voice that had lost its previous remoteness and now held a definite undercurrent of excitement, Sit down, Mr., uh... Harper, I'd like to hear more. As he walked back to the chair facing the director's big, uncluttered desk, George Harper found himself somewhat puzzled. What he had done was not in the least unusual. Every year, thousands of people went to the Hotel Everest, and about a quarter of them reached the mountain summit. Only last year, in fact, there had been a much-publicized presentation to the ten-thousandth tourist to stand on the top of the world. Some cynics had commented on the extraordinary coincidence that number 10,000 had just happened to be a rather well-known video starlet. There was nothing that Harper could tell Dr. Elwin that he couldn't discover just as easily from a dozen other sources. The tourist brochures, for example. However, no young and ambitious scientist would miss this opportunity to impress a man who could do so much to help his career. Harper was neither coldly calculating nor inclined to dabble in office politics, but he knew a good chance when he saw one. Well, doctor, he began, speaking slowly at first as he tried to put his thoughts and memories in order. The jets land you at a little town called Namchi, about twenty miles from the mountain. Then the bus takes you along a spectacular road up to the hotel, which overlooks the Kumbu Glacier. It's at an altitude of 18,000 feet, and there are pressurized rooms for anyone who finds it hard to breathe. Of course, there's a medical staff in attendance, and the management won't accept guests who aren't physically fit. You have to stay at the hotel for at least two days on a special diet before you're allowed to go higher. From the hotel, you can't actually see the summit because you're too close to the mountain, and it seems to loom right above you but the view is fantastic. You can see Lotse and half a dozen other peaks. And it can be scary, too, especially at night.
The wind is usually howling somewhere high overhead, and there are weird noises from the moving ice. It's easy to imagine that there are monsters prowling around up in the mountains. There's not much to do at the hotel except to relax and watch the scenery, and to wait until the doctors give you the go-ahead. In the old days, it used to take weeks to acclimatize to the thin air. Now they can make your blood count shoot up to the right level in 48 hours. Even so, about half the visitors, mostly the older ones, decide that this is quite high enough for them. What happens next depends on how experienced you are and how much you're willing to pay. A few expert climbers hire guides and make their own way to the top, using standard mountaineering equipment. That isn't too difficult nowadays, and there are shelters at various strategic spots. Most of these groups make it. But the weather is...